Good morning. I am Cindy Bonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word. 1490 AM information with inspiration. And in the studio with me is the first lady of love, Miss Evelyn Davis. And hey, Evelyn, <laughs> glad to see you're still up now, uh, up and running. And Oh, uh, Cindy, you talking about like- running? This has been a week <laughs> of running. But I can tell you, we've seen love tracks from the Lord Jesus in every direction as we have uh, moved into and really uh, enjoyed this great week of uh, National Day of Prayer. And so many wonderful things happened this week, Cindy. We started out on Sunday night up at First Baptist in Pflugerville and with Paul and uh, a great prayer time. Uh, you know, uh, the, the leaders that came to pray for the con- in, during that concert were leaders who have a heart for God, who have uh, influence in their community. Well, let me back up just a second in case you're tuning in for the first time and you don't know anything about these crazy love ladies. <laughs> uh, the first lady of love and the lady in waiting, uh, not waiting for Evelyn to get her boarding pass, but waiting <laughs> for love to come and, and, and be my, my moniker. Hey, uh, this last week was National Day of Prayer. Right. Uh, May the... Second and uh, Thursday, May the second. Now, for you and I, <laughs> it's not one day. It's it's we were we are doing this all year, every Full day. Uh, I had some emails coming through afterwards, and I was like, okay, we're already having the meetings and talking about next year. And so, what Evelyn's filling you in on, and what we're going to be talking about, is kind of debriefing. What was going on in the nation and what took place in, in our lives? And, of course, mm-hmm. the governor's breakfast was Monday, April 29th. And uh, it was an incredible gathering. And you're referencing those prayers, those that stood to pray for the seven centers of cultural influence mm-hmm. in this nation to pray over the band. And it was powerful. It was, and, and the point I was making, Cindy, is that the people who did the praying represented, it represented their heart, because like John Chandler, uh, who prayed for education at the governor's breakfast, he is the director of the Austin uh, Christian Academy, uh, and his job is to train young people to be on duty. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about, you know, we're not to be afraid living in the times we're living in right now. We're to be armed, ready to do the work, first of all, the Lord calls us to. And secondly, is to do the battle. And because things in our nation are changing, they're changing every day. And when we think about that, it does, it does disturb our heart. And we're going to talk about some of those today. But we, the, the admonition for us is to not be afraid, be not afraid, be armed and ready to go out into the the culture that you were talking about with experience or dealing with some of the things that are happening in our nation today. You're right. I We are in this series, Be Not Afraid, and we started this uh, at the beginning of the new year, especially 
partnering it in the conversation with what it is to say yes to Lord. Because when you are struck by fear, oftentimes paralysis comes or mm-hmm. analysis comes. And with analysis can come paralysis. And, you know, the the life that we're talking about here isn't just that you're out there and you're, you know, you're angry or the flip side is you're anxious. Yeah. Neither one of those are the place from sure. which you want to function. But we were talking about what it is to be the people of God, to say yes to God. And one of the great principles around that is be not afraid. What does the Lord say to mm-hmm. us? He says, be not afraid. And when I look out and have conversations with people in this nation, I find that they're either incredibly anxious. Mm-hmm. Or they're just fomenting anger. Anger. And fear. That's right. Now, you know, we've lived in modern times through uh, World War II. And uh, one of the things that strikes me about that and is... uh, And Mike Huckabee talks about this with with his granddaughter when she went through the Holocaust Museum. Mm Mm-hmm. And she, the question she asks him at the end of going through that historical picture of terror and horror mm-hmm. and evil, is she said, why didn't anyone do something? something? So we're having this conversation about whether it is that, you know, God is asking you to intervene in, in your own life, to be the leader in your own life, to be a leader in, in education, as you talked about with John Carpenter, or whether it's in government or whether it's in military, saying yes to God is the same thing as answering the question, I will do something. I'll say yes to God. And I will do something. Well, you know what I, my, th- my, um, handle is get on active duty. Yep. Stop hiding out. And we well, certainly. Well, you your camos and boots on this week. <laughs> uh, that happened this past week, Cindy, starting on Sunday night, moving through Monday. We got regrouped on Tuesday, went to Count Mabry on Wednesday. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because that's one of the battlefields that's going on in our nation right now. And then from, from Wednesday, Thursday, went out to Leander for, uh, at the Taco Bell, our good friend Dirk and Katie Dozier. Katie spoke. Uh, there were so many people out there, and they were so crowded together, it was hard to count them because it was cold. I mean, it was cold, cold. And, of course, from there we went to the Capitol. Had a, the, the, the administration or the, uh, the leadership from the Capitol was so evident at, at that event. When you look, when we just, uh, it was like the roll call of patriots who, who came to that microphone and either spoke or prayed. And, in fact, right at the end, there was this one guy came to me, and he was pretty important. He said, I want to pray. And I said, okay, you want to go over here in this corner? Or you want to go that corner? He said, <laughs> no, I want to go to the microphone. I want to pray. He did a great job. And By I the said, way, that was our railroad, Texas Railroad Commissioner. I don't think he minds us asking. You know, yeah. and... He specifically had it on his heart to pray for the resources in Texas. I know. And I thought he did a very good job. He did. It showed to me that place where God plants you, mm-hmm. that you carry his heart. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talking basically in, in prayer mm-hmm. to God he about was what it was to be a steward. Mm-hmm. 
of the of the bounty and the resources that we've been given here in Texas. Well, that's the reason I wanted to mention that is because, you know, it was we always plan the program and we always have people come say, I want to do this, I want to do that. And it's so crammed and so crowded. Uh, but the same thing happened at Camp Mabry. Uh, we had not uh, arranged for someone to do the benediction. And so what did we do in the course of talking about it? Uh, Tammy Bennett, who's on our executive committee, has two little girls, uh, two and four. And she said, oh, the girls could pray the Lord's Prayer. And it was beautiful, Cindy. Those are the things that God does. And so, you know, we don't do numbers. We just have never been a person. I'm not a person to go out there and Well, the numbers for the majority of the events that are observed that you were uh, leading were very, uh, very good. And the and the numbers that I've received from uh, coordinators around the state yeah. were very good. Tyler yeah. had a thousand. Katie yeah. had multiple thousands. Mm-hmm. And and of course, uh, Collin County will have had as well. And Houston, even though the weather. Uh, was a factor for for those Texans who were cold. But I want to just comment on the benediction at, at Camp Mabry because those children were precious. And Marin had been given the job to give everyone a sticker that said, mm-hmm. I pray. Right. And so the line for the food was wrapped. It was yeah. quite a long line because there were three or four hundred people there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that child was not going to miss no, a she single didn't. person. We ran out of stickers. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, it was an awesome week. But Cindy, as we are looking back, we also have to look forward. And, and there are two things that, that we really want to nail today as we move into, uh, talking about waking up. Uh, and not being alarmed, but being aware. That's what the thing is. Being aware of those things that are going on in our nation is that we, you know, we need, there's a great need in our life and that is the need to be positive. And we, we need power to do that. And there are two places that that comes from. One is comes from the word of God, comes from Jesus himself. And then the other is our, and that's direction. And the other is our connection with him. And so, you know, as we're doing that today, we are streaming live on a new, on yeah, a new tell us streamer. about that. Well, it's onpointbroadcasting.com. And, um, you can, um, uh, just go the web and it'll, it, the calendar come up and tell you when we're on because we are streaming live, but we'll be on uh, rebroadcasting. And what about the, the other one? Uh, we are still on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriotic. It's on Patri- mm-hmm. on, uh, Patriotic Radio. Yeah. Uh, but the, the TV and radio both are combined on, uh, on point broadcasting. And so that's the direction we're going to be going. Mm, okay. So, uh, but the thing that, that is so exciting today is the experiences that we've had this week. And what's going on, not just in our world, Cindy, but in a national scope of where America is today in this culture, in this war of culture. And uh, one of the things that was really interesting at the Capitol on Thursday 
were our friends from the day of reasoning, which is uh, friends that do not want us there, but give us the right to be there because we give them the right to be there. And my friend Bubba always, Bubba always comes up to me and I always have a conversation with him and then he leaves and I said, Bubba, I'm going to be praying for you. And he said, well, I'll be thinking about you. <laughs> well, we're, we are going to take our break. We are going to come back and we're going to talk about the proposed day of reason. We're also going to talk about our new best friend in National Day of Prayer is Mikey Weinstein. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna, love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 information with inspiration, reminding you that you can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com or facebook.com forward slash KLGO radio. You can also tweet me at CS Vonna. Evelyn, when we went out, we were talking about what is on the what is on our hearts is all of the good news of the gospel yes. that was out there this week as um, those that you and I, the circles we run in, uh, are so fervently committed mm-hmm. to sharing the gospel in their community and bringing prayer to their community and a return to God. But we are in a crisis in, in this nation, yes. and you can see it in people's faces, you can hear it in their conversation, and oftentimes the crisis is the way we define it, I wonder is really as if it's the same crisis that God sees, you know, because yeah, I agree we, with you. we can talk about, you know, the fighting that's taking place, whether it's the infighting or the fighting over cultural issues, we can talk about the finances of the nation, even even in our own state, getting the, the governor referenced it several times, getting the budget passed. Mm-hmm. We could talk about the future and the uncertainty of it. But what is God concerned about? I mean, the crisis that he defines and talks about repeatedly in the Bible is when the people of God are led astray. Katie talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Where in you know Second Chronicles seven fourteen, where the word of God says, "If my people, right, not if all you other guys out there that don't know God and reject mm-hmm. God, if y'all don't get it right, the rest of us are going to have to pay the price." And we hear that a lot yeah. in Bible thumping circles, but it's really if my people mm-hmm. who are called by my name will turn. From their wicked ways, then I will answer them and heal their land. Mm -hmm. So the crisis in God's view, if he were to use that terminology, are the things of the distortion of people's hearts, the deception about grace, the compromise over truth, the lack of purity in his people, and and that we want to be relevant rather than righteous. Well, Cindy, uh, that is a a beautiful... um shocking uh, description of where we are in America. I think Christians are getting stronger, are becoming better connected, becoming better directed. Uh, they are reporting for duty. They're ha- people are, have stopped hiding out to a certain extent. There are others that don't know they're even hiding 
uh, from God uh, because they don't know what to do. But when we look at some of the headlines in the billboards of this week, the number one attack right now in our nation is on our military. It's on military. And it's coming from a direction that is so disturbing to me because it is a minority that's trying to rule the majority. And it came, it, it was just full force this week in saying that chaplains or any person that shared faith in Jesus Christ would stand in jeopardy of what? Court martial. So that doesn't mean death, but it means that you will be kicked out of the military. You'll lose your rank. And so what does that do to people, Cindy? What does that do to our chaplains? It creates a barrier in their lives between, not between them and God, but between them and those to whom they are responsible to. Well, you and I kind of got wind of some of this, uh, the last few years. And of course, you're, you know, you, you've experienced some of the difficulty of organizing in the midst of the military. But the wind was blowing and that we knew that they were retiring out mm-hmm. a ton of the old school yes. chaplains in order to bring in more of the modern mindset of, uh, ecumenicalism, you know, yes. where and- in psychology. Yeah, where, right, you're right. Rather than just counseling the word yeah. of God, the truth yeah. of God, counseling, uh, the, the modern mindset or mm-hmm. the ability to reason in the midst of crisis. There were some positive things that came out of that. Now, the, the scenario for that was that Mikey Mines, Mikey Weinstein, mm-hmm. who is part of this civilian, uh, there, just as a backdrop. Within the military, not everyone is, quote, military. There is a civilian civil service, right? And they may wear a uniform, but they are coming in as civil service. And there's a ton of them in the Pentagon. There's a ton of them in every department. There's a ton of them even out where we uh, yeah, in in Fort Hood, camp, and, and yeah. camp, uh, San Antonio, yeah, yeah. all the bases. Down and there. they're the ones, GS, this, government yeah. service, this, and government service, that. It is hard to distinguish. But anyway, so this, uh, Brett Bart ran an article, Mikey Weinstein, who is, is so anti-Christian, right. had set a meeting, had gotten a meeting. This is a surprise how he even got this meeting, I don't mm-hmm. know. But got this meeting with some of the generals to talk about the bias mm-hmm. in the military towards Christianity and how that has, you know, what the issue between separation of church and state and the conversation through him suggested that there be consequences mm-hmm. to that. Now, I, there was some blowback for this. Yes. Let's talk about General Boinkin and let's talk about the, the Franklin rear Graham. Ad, yeah. yeah. Frank, well, Franklin Graham was disinvited right. from the National Day of Prayer where he was going to pray and address the army in, in the National Day Two of years Day. in a row now. <laughs> When's he going to get the hint? I don't know. He was thrown out of the Pentagon last year, so. Yeah. Okay, so here, but we did have the rear admiral from the Coast Guard and uh, retired uh, General Boinkin, who is on 
the Family Research Council, what were some of the things that they commented? Well, he came full force, and um, and uh, from day to day, it has changed to the extent that he says we will not tolerate this, and he is a voice that people listen to, Cindy. So that's what I that's what I describe as coming out of the closet. Uh, stop hiding out. Let your voice be known. And we, we had some of that this, the last three weeks as we have worked with, with our military contacts. And, and, and bless their hearts, they are in a hard place. Mm-hmm. The chaplains are, and, and their staff are in, and even the public service, uh, uh, administration. They are in a very difficult situation right now. But the prop, the bottom line is, is, there's someone that will stand up and speak the truth of God. Well, let me give you a couple of quotes because, okay. first of all, this uh, uh, Rear Admiral Lee from the Coast Guard was at the D.C. event. He mm-hmm. was representing military. And uh, here's the, here's uh, Rear Admiral Lee said at the gathering, he says, leaders like myself are feeling the constraints of rules and regulations and guidance issued by lawyers Mm -hmm. that put us in a tighter and tighter box regarding our constitutional right to express our religious freedom. I'm coming out today, I love your terminology, because he used it it exactly, to tell you I'm not going to run from my religious beliefs, from my right under the Constitution, to tell a young man there is hope. hope. The problem that men and women like me face in uniform who are in senior leadership positions is that the higher you are, the more vulnerable you are to being taken down. You get in the crosshairs of those people who lay in wait outside the gate, waiting to take us to task for expressing our faith. And so uh, uh, this is uh, part of what he said. Now, uh, rear, uh, here's what Gen- uh, General Jerry Boykin from Family Research Council Said uh, He said, Rear Admiral Lee demonstrated real courage yesterday when he spoke at the National Day of Prayer event in the nation's capital. I've seen courage manifested in many ways, including the ultimate sacrifice of one's life for one's country. But this type of moral courage is becoming more and more rare. This is especially true as we live in an environment increasingly hostile towards religious expression. And uh, you want a real hero, he said, look no farther than William D. Lee. Hopefully the skeptics who have offered opinions about the extent of hostility towards Christians in our uniformed services will wake up and take notice of what the admiral said. And since that, they've had 130,000 people sign an FRC, the Mm -hmm. Family Research Council, petition calling on the Pentagon, mm-hmm, the Pentagon, to protect religious freedom. But you know, one of the heroes of all this is Shirley Dobson, Cindy, and Shirley, um, who is the NDP task force chairman, uh, sent a written statement to mm-hmm. some of those leaders, uh, as she called for a time of prayer uh, that we have observed in this nation since 1775. But that tradition is under attack. And she, this is what she said: "Enough is enough." said Dobson, wife of conservative Christian leader James Dobson. We at the National Day of Prayer Task Force
force asked the American people to defend the right to pray in the Pentagon. She called on President Obama to appeal a ruling by a federal judge in Wisconsin last week that the National Day of Prayer is unconstitutional because it amounts to a call for religious action. The judge did not bar any observances until all appeals are, are exhausted. You know, when you look at this, Cindy, it tells us two things. Number one is we are in war. We're not in war against each other necessarily, but against those forces that will make us be quiet lest we lose our position, lest our military people lose their command. And one of the things that, that Franklin Graham said, he said, we are at war. We need to pray for our military. We need to pray for our president and all those in authority. That's what the National Day of Prayer is about, he said. And he, uh, Franklin is president and CEO of Samaritan's First and his organization. And, you know, he has a son serving in Afghanistan. So there are people who hear, who have found their voice, Cindy. And we echo that today because we we stand so strong and so firm against our right to go to the park place, the city park, put up a box and stand on that box and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, May the 2nd was all not, not only National Day of Prayer, but the National Day of Reason. We're going to come back. And we're going to talk about what do you think about a national day for prayer and reason? This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLJ of the Word 1490 information with inspiration. I am frankly really surprised that I can get anything out of my mouth my, at this point. Do you know what time I got up Thursday morning? 3.30. Oh, my. 3.30 Thursday morning to just prepare my heart mm-hmm. for what I knew God was mm-hmm. going to do. You know, everywhere, Leander, Georgetown, Laga Vista, because it was a day, Cindy, that our government recognized as important enough to issue a proclamation. And our governor, I'm talking about nationally, the Congress. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Well, you know, as uh, we were talking on our way out about uh, General Boykin's uh, yes. uh, talking about the military and Rear Admiral uh, Lee, the Coast Guard, you know, where it says they, they want us to check our religion at the door so there is this popular thought as may the 2nd was both the national day of prayer and the national day of reason (laughs) that those of us who uh are into prayer and god uh have checked our have checked Mm -hmm. our reasoning at the door not and they'd like us to check our religion and Mm -hmm. check into our reasoning and one of the articles that uh, I had read, you know, there were several really crummy oh. ones, of course. But, you know, it was like it says, 
Uh, it's the first Thursday in May, and you know what that means by congressional t- decree. Today is the official National Day of Prayer. If you forgot to send a card, better luck next year. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff. But here was in this one proposal to combine the two, mm-hmm. um, it, it says this, that uh, although there certainly exist irrational people of faith, And atheists, okay, so now we're, you know, the two polar extremes, who think prayer is talking to an invisible friend, many more of us occupy a middle ground. (laughs) Those who understand prayer as a way of participating in realities beyond the scope of mere rationality at the same time understand reason as a reflection of divine beauty. I mean, is this just not? Okay, so then oh, it comes up. No, 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 it gets better. Thoughtful Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, share the same logical and even scientific understanding that the universe is more than matter, that what we know and experience through reason is a partial view, the great mystery and miracle of the cosmos. A miracle of the cosmos. Well, that's what I am, Cindy. I guess that's what you are. But it is exciting. It is very exciting. Well, he goes through here. So here's the definition of okay. prayer if, if we were to change this. Prayer is not about asking heavenly blessings on earthly endeavors. Rather, in its best sense, prayer is joining into a stream of longing for a better world, Hmm. for abundant life, for goodness, mercy, and justice. And then they use the the, uh, scriptures to try to support this. And uh, I don't know, Evelyn. I I tell you what. I, uh, you and I see everything. (laughs) <laughs> Every day, you know. And- well, I'll tell you, I had an early call uh, from one of our coordinators uh, in their city that uh, had some of uh, the uh, these people want to be on the program. Oh, yeah, I know and, exactly who you're talking and, about. And so I said, to, uh, and this lady's an attorney that I talked to, I said, well, this is the way we describe it. National Day of Prayer is not owned by anyone. And that's one of the things that Reverend Dale had me, wanted me really to say at Camp Maver. It is not owned by anyone. It is proclaimed that people of faith, any faith, could come together and seek the God of their understanding. And pray for our nation, if that's what was. Yeah, but you cannot ask crusty Christians like us to come get in a stream of consciousness <laughs> with everyone else, like all things are equal. It's a stream of longing, you know yeah, that that whatever. goes back to our yearning. Is uh, that's really what I see in this nation, Cindy? Is people are really yearning to see God work some miracles? And do you know last? No, we week, may have that in common. Mm-hmm, last week. Pew uh, Research came out with a new survey, a new, uh, uh, and it's pretty significant, is that Christianity is the fastest growing religion in the world. Not in America, but in the world. What's going on in China, what's going on in Japan, what's going on in Africa, and, and the underground countries of Europe. Because God is speaking in ways that bring a yearning, and that's what it said here, a longing, but it is a yearning in the hearts of people to know 
Is he really real? Well, you and I agreed that we believe that as God has formed each one of us, that there is a vacuum within us that is a longing, not just for significance and identity, but an intentional vacuum there for a relationship with God that can be filled no other way. And he is waiting for us to be willing and by our volition to invite him to fill that place. But in the meantime, there are a lot of deceptive truths out there that can cause people to be waylaid for a lifetime and for generations and for whole nations of peoples to uh, misappropriate that longing, whether it is that, you know, we're going to all cling to the same scientific, quote, facts or the same stream of consciousness of the cosmos, you know, or, in fact, whether we're going to see in our day and time Scripture taken and distorted such that the words of Christ are taken as any other teacher used to bring people into one mindset. You know, Billy Graham in 1973 delivered a, a really interesting written message in his magazine called the national crisis and he says this and the question that many americans are asking is what has gone wrong what is wrong and he said in it he says it's a paradox that in our nation with all the affluence for enjoying life that would that ends up that affluence leading to crime, leading to abuse, mm-hmm. leading to immorality, immorality that we have at our beck and call everything that we need for national security, but we're still insecure. Mm-hmm. So our affluence has led us down a road of immorality. And our security of all of our power in the world, still what you hear out of the mouths of Christians are a great insecurity. We have all the material possessions for essential happiness, but our divorce rate and our families Mm -hmm. are indicators that Americans are not happy. Science has brought us close to being uh, in, in paradise in terms of being able to fix our physical ills and woes, and yet people feel as if they are on a cliff ready to fall off. Now, this was written in 1973. Well, Cindy, if you outline this, are you uh, reduce it down to just a couple of strong statements? You have to go back to what Pascal said, and you stated it. He's Pascal, the great scientist, atheist, prior, prior to becoming a believer, was a scientist and an atheist. He said, within the heart of every man is the whole of space that only God can fill with the love of Jesus Christ. And as we see people who come uh, into these streams that we're talking about today, it is because they have a hole in their heart. And our theme this year for National Day of Prayer nails it specifically. And it says, in his name 
the nations, and we're talking about our nation, the nations will put their hope. That's what God says. So we are living in a time. I mentioned at the breakfast, uh, the governor's breakfast, I feel like we are like Esther's in a time like this. We have been prepared for this time to be used by him to save, uh, to wake people up and save our nation. Well, we're going to take our break, Evelyn. We're going to come back, and you're going to, I'm, we're going to answer three questions as if you and I are predictors of the future. What does the future hold? Is America going to end up in the ash heap of history? And are, or are our greatest days ahead? This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna, love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word, 1490 AM, information with inspiration, reminding you that you can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. We'll be posting the audio portion of this program and our latest blogs. Evelyn, we went out on break and we were talking about what does the future hold and mm-hmm. and um, where's America going to end up in history? What What is going to be said about it? And are our greatest days ahead of us? You know, some people would say that we wouldn't know those things. We cannot know those things. But the word of God is pretty clear with regard to the things that we do know. Why is it that you and I can wake up every day and have a rope of hope so high that we have to be tied down to the bedpost <laughs> at night. Yes. <laughs> because we have never, as you said out of Matthew 12 and 21, never seen such potential for hope. Now, when people are filled with either anxiety or angry, it is because they have lost their hope. Mm-hmm. And they have been either hoping for, I'm hoping for this, I'm hoping for that, you know, your wish list. Rather than their hope in. Right. So how would you answer those questions? Well, Cindy, I think in America we've got, uh, we have some choices ahead of us. Uh, we've got to choose. Uh, you know, last week we talked about Joel and how Joel, God spoke to Joel and said, this one I'm going to do. What are you going to do? What are you going to tell the people? Uh, I think that the days ahead for communication are greater than we've ever had in all history. And just as we mentioned earlier that we're on onpointbroadcasting.com, that is streamed worldwide. The governor's breakfast was streamed worldwide. We would have streamed Camp Mabry, but it's against regulations there. The the Sunday night thing was streamed worldwide. And the calendar on 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 point broadcasting tells when those things are going to come up again. Now that is unbelievable in the time when Jesus walked on this earth. You know, his his core uh, heart for a change came with the people that came to him that wanted to change. He had no way to reach those that not were not within his voice. 
the word of God, and we're going to talk about in the ne- that in the next couple of weeks, the word of God is so strong that it has lasted forever. And so when we look at the options we have in America today, we've got one of two things. One, first of all, is the good choice, revival. And you called it right with Second Chronicles 7.14. If, and it's a big if, we live the if life. And it's, it's, Jesus speaks a lot about if you do this, then I will do this. If you, I will. If you, I will. And that is a principle. It does not change. So the first one is revival. If we will hear the voice of God and listen to him and then find our voice as we go out into this culture we're talking about, as we go to the ballot box to vote, uh, the school board elections are coming up this week in many of the towns around Austin. People need to know who those candidates are and what they stand for because one of the greatest jeopardies that we have in this nation right now of failure is in our educational system. Some of the things that are being brought in in that regard to teach in this culturalism thing we're talking about. But what is the other thing? The other choice, and we choose it, is judgment. You know, America could fall and China could rise. Why? Because China, more people are coming to know the Lord in China than than any other place in the world, maybe except for Africa. Yeah, I want to talk about this a little bit because, okay. you know, now I'm not a Bible scholar. And uh, I certainly am not with regard to the book of Revelations. Uh, I find it very mystical and hard to discern. And so I take the gospel pretty simply. You know, when it, when it says earlier in the gospels to keep your, keep your lamp lit. Yes. And that we do not know the hour and the coming of, yeah, of Jesus Christ. Said that. I, I take that pretty much to heart and the rest of it I leave to people who, who are smarter than me. <laughs> but in fact, you know, if you look at symbolism, there's nothing that necessarily indicates that America will exist at the time right. of the end times. That doesn't mean that we know her fate. But when you and I are out there talking about National Day of Prayer, is it because we are worshiping an icon? No. An eagle, the Statue of no. Liberty, even those things, but it is the Judeo-Christian principles that brought our forefathers to this country, which were right-minded and out of a righteous biblical view, that we continue to herald the clarion call, the the Great Commission, to uh, a people of God to return to him that all might go well with us and him. Now, is it so that we can retain our borders or our superpower? No, it is because of the Abrahamic covenant that we would be a blessing. We cannot predict where, when you and I are going to go see Jesus, but in the interim of time before eternity, we can live a life of blessing. And this is what we're talking about. When we talk about National Day of Prayer, it is for two things. For those who do not yet know Jesus, that they might know Jesus. For those who do know Jesus and represent his name, that we would not represent wickedness, but we would represent Mm -hmm. righteousness. And we would bring a blessing 
to this nation. Are we going to, where are we going to end up? I don't know. But this I do know. The greatest works of Jesus Christ are ahead. Whether you are an American, whether you are Chinese, whether you're South Korea, North Korean, Iraqi, Iran, with, no matter what your, your nationality is, it is this. And the early Christians knew this as they departed from their traditions and they put their headstones facing east at the right. eastern gate as they yeah. knew that the soon coming Christ was coming. Even though the greatest works of God are ahead of us, they might be terrifying. I mean, because we serve a mighty God. But the question is, is our Christians going to hide out in that closet in fear, biting your nails? Are you going to put your, uh, are you going to put your, canned goods beside you and your bottled water behind you. Are you a six shooter? (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to be moving out of the closet, ever moving towards God? Because you and I serve a forward moving Mm -hmm. God. The question is, is will the people of God follow him and move with him? No mighty, no matter whether there is a mighty Egyptian army behind Mm -hmm. you and you're facing a sea before you. No matter whether you're facing financial collapse or calamity, but you know there is a mighty God, those are the questions that we can answer today. The greatest works of God are ahead. You know, we have these three questions. One was, is what is ahead of us? And the other is, how do you think we're going to end up? And then, what is the greatest day uh, in in our lives as we... uh, Look at where we are right now in this station. Cindy, I believe with all my heart the greatest days are ahead of us as we do some very specific things. We've got to be, we've got to be armed. And I'm not talking about a six shooter, but I'm talking about knowing who we are. Even though we have them? Yes. (laughs) I kill snakes with them. Um, that we, an arm doesn't mean that we're going to, uh, draw blood but it does mean that we're going to fill hearts we are armed with the truth as we go about our world and we've got to that is our shield the word is our shield as we do that and we've got to be strong we can't just give up when somebody comes up to us like my friend bubba you know at the capitol every year bubba comes to me and said you shouldn't be here and i said well you know i own part of this Land my foot's on, and you own that part your foot's on, and we both have a right to be here. So we have got to be strong, and we've got to stand our ground. We cannot give up in our military of the day today the right for our men and women who are laying their lives down to protect us physically. We cannot allow a government to take away their right to serve the Lord Jesus in doing that. And then one of the most important things, Cindy, and we're going to talk about it in the coming weeks, is how is it that we get equipped to do this work? If we're going to use the yes life, live it, we're here to be a voice for God. We are not, you know, we're not gods, but we are instruments. We're ambassadors for Christ. How is it that we can get dressed up and ready to go to war when it comes time to go to war? And as we close today, you know, we have to know that God's word says that 
He is our refuge. He is our strength. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble, and we are in trouble in America. And so it is time for us to get out of the closets, pray on our way, and serve him in a way that people can come to know that he's real. You know, if you're looking for a reason to move forward, or you want and have a desire to reason with God, uh, we invite you to do so, uh, and it's very simple. You acknowledge him. Now, this, this is all done in private uh, with you and God. Uh, you, you approach him in prayer, and you acknowledge him as God. You, you give him every problem you have and say, you are bigger than any problem I have. And therefore, I believe in you. And even in the midst of our problems, we confess sometimes that we've created our own problems. And uh, we're the maker of our problems. Not, not in every sense, but in many times we confess those things before God that are an offense to him. That's what National Day of Prayer is about as much as anything is that we would come as a corporate body in a nation and confess our corporate sins before God, identify with those. This may be your personal moment of that. And then I will tell you, without one doubt in my mind, God will meet you in that moment. And he will speak to you. And he will not speak to you condemnation. He will speak to you confirmation about who he is and what it is to live the yes life, a future with him where your personal life does not end up on the ash heap and where the greatest days with God lie ahead for you and all of your loved ones. This has been Love Talk on the Word.